Zish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with Milwaukee Magazine's food writer and critic, Ann Christensen, uh, and me, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. This week on This Bites, we are... Um, going to do something a little different today. Normally, Anne and I talk about all the great things that happens in our amazing food scene, new restaurants, new dishes, all that kind of stuff, events. But uh, with everything going on, um, I personally didn't really want to do it, honest with you, Anne. Um, yeah. and I know you. I know you're going through the, you feel the same way. So this week we decided to focus on the issue at hand. Um, and covering it through the lens of food, uh, systemic racism, injustice, and what happened to Floyd in, in Minneapolis. Uh, so we decided to look at it through the lens of the food scene. Uh, and food um, is political and has been used uh, uh, to divide country and to dehumanize people, especially in this country. And we'll get into that uh, later, into a deeper con- conversation about food and politics and race uh, conversation and some resources for you all to uh, check out. Um, but right now I want to focus on some local um, establishment efforts that are taking part in the, in, in the injustices of what's going on. And, um, but I want to start with one iconic place that uh, you're familiar with. We talked about them a lot. It is a landmark nationwide landmark that most people know is Mars cheese castle. And then uh, Mars Cheese Castle, uh, not too long ago, decided to put up a sign under their name, um, says, I can't breathe, which I did not expect to see. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that was the last place of if, if any restaurant, any food business to to make a message, to make a stand. It's not saying I don't think they would do it. It's just I was I wouldn't even think of them. Right. Right. And right. that's a sign, just just people who know Mars Cheese Castle, if you're driving on 94 coming um, north or south, you see that sign because it's right on the side of the, the, the freeway. It's very visible. Very, very visible. And you see, it, was, it like popped my feed, so many people taking pictures of it, and I was, I was moved. Yeah. It was like the iconic symbol of Wisconsin cheese is taking a stand to me, right? And um, that says a lot. And there's been a lot of articles about that sign and interviewing the owners um, and asking why they did that. And I'm just read a quote from our sister NPR station, WWM, quoted the owner. Basically, she said why she did this. My grandparents taught those values to us that you respect your fellow human being. You treat them with dignity and respect. And that's what the sign means to me. And that's powerful to me. And that's what you, when people say an ally, that's an ally. She's, she's taking her business, put making her business, taking a stand. Yeah. So I just want to give a big shout out to Mars Cheese Castle. And I didn't know this. They have an online store. Just putting it out there. It's a, an amazing online store. Um, and I've been feeding from some cheese, so I might order some cheese later. They have meats, bakeries, golf, popcorns, great online store. Just to show some support. Real quick, I just want to say, people want to make this a, before we go on, like people want to say this conversation, this is very political. It's not political. It's about humanity. 
It's about human rights. Yeah. It's not a left, right, third party. It's It has nothing to do with that. I know people want to make this a political issue. You can't make injustice, murder, a political issue. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, coming up, we'll continue our conversation about these serious issues, including uh, local restaurants that are doing their part, as well as a deeper conversation overall about food and what other people around the country are doing. Plus, we do have a special cookbook of week, which is not a cookbook. That's all coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. We're back. This bites Milwaukee Culinary Podcast. Um, we're not talking about new restaurants or new dishes or, hey, our favorite cocktail. We're taking a break from that to talk about some serious issues in this country, in our community, injustices of uh, unarmed uh, black men and women being shot, systemic racism um, through the lens of food and what Milwaukee restaurants and, and establishments are doing to take a stand. Um, earlier, we talked about Mars Cheese Castle. I want to just highlight some restaurants that been, what they've been doing this week. Uh, and what and one restaurant is taking it even further. We'll get into that restaurant later, but I uh, just want to highlight some restaurants. Braze right now uh, are collecting donations to help uh, organizations help promote racial equity in the city of Milwaukee through peaceful organization protests. They've created a little banner, mm-hmm. so they're not just posting a hashtag. They're actually trying to make a help good kind shut down their burger night um, earlier this week. Yeah. Tuesday to not only protest to walk and march, but also to help with water and supplies. Birch and Butcher also did something similar. They closed earlier this week so their staff can march with protesters. But the two organizations, restaurants I want to talk about right now, Dan Dan and Plate Collective, have taken a little bit further, especially in the pandemic, what they're doing, which, you know, we're in a pandemic and you have this going on for a restaurant. This is insane to try to deal with this. But yeah. Dan Dan and Front Leroy announced earlier this week that the entire month of June, both their establishments will be donating 10% of sales to a charity they feel passionate about. And the, the charity would change each week. This week is the NAACP. They plan to do a local organization next week. And they hope, I talked to Dan Jacobs, hope they will inspire other ones in their industry to take a stand the same way they did to help uh, make a change in our community. Also, the Plate Collective, their normal ramen, which is now sold out, monthly ramen. This month's ramen, the 10% of the proceeds, which they sell out like within hours, they will also support uh, NAACP. And then, Ann, Milwaukee Magazine is doing something. What are you doing? You're talking about uh, restaurants, right? Yeah. Well, right, in the, right now, I'm, I'm in the midst of, um, and, and actually at the, the point that, you're, that readers are here, or listeners are hearing about this, um, I've got a list of Black-owned uh, restaurants and um, food businesses that that people can support. And, um, you know, if, if people say, well, every people should be supporting them all the time. Yeah, they should be. We should be supporting them all the time. 
this is just a time where they especially need this, um, you know, more than ever. So, um, so that's a, that's a list that's going up on our website today. Cool. We'll post a link over on our website at RadioMilwaukee.org slash bites. So on, on that point you just made, I want to have a kind of a deeper conversation. I have some uh, points I want to discuss that goes beyond Wisconsin, but affects us as well. That Bon Appetit basically put it, their, their Bon Appetit magazine, a food magazine, actually wrote an article, the editor, titled Food is Political. And they now have pivot to focus more on covering social justice, social issues through the lens of what they do. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up that Michael Twitty, we will talk about a friend of mine's who wrote the book Cooking Gene, we'll talk about that later as well, pointed out America food is black food. The contributions of all the things you love about American cuisine came from African-Americans, black people, from slavery, from picking the crops, or creating food, the, the sweet potato pie you love, the, the fried chicken you love, the Nashville hot chicken that you get at every restaurant now came from black people. Most people don't even know the context and history of that food in this country. And it's been, people try to bury it, move it around, migrate it, gentrify it. I want to like, for example, I want to talk about Nashville hot chicken. Everybody loves it. No one knows where it comes from. Most people don't know. It's a black owned restaurant that created that dish. Prince's hot chicken in Nashville. Great story, by the way. I'm not even getting the story, but let y'all do the research for yourself. That was a creation of an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout history, food has meant people have used food to stereotype blacks through images of watermelon and fried chicken. And food has been really used as a political weapon to put people down. And until this day, it still is in some ways. And I just want to address that as well. Also, it hurts. I know we mentioned about the guy in Louisville, uh, the barbecue restaurant owner, that black-owned owner of the in Kentucky, where Bianca Taylor was also gunned down in her house. He was killed. And then, then the sad thing is you find out he, before he was a community leader, people loved him. He actually fed police for free. You know, food plays a huge role in our country. It's important. I mean, Jose James said it. Our restaurants, our food is the fabric of this country. If that goes away, this country goes away. Mm-hmm. And that gets me to learning about where your food comes from, learning the history of food. Like, for example, here's some resources I, I like to share. Um, we talked about the Media Awards, James Beard Media Awards. One of the winners of that James Beard was a podcast episode uh, f- from the show Gravy, talking about Mahaya fried chicken and the power of what she was trying to do with her fried chicken. It wasn't that just to feed people. It was to bring empowerment, economic equity to her people, to black people. Um, I suggest listening to that. We'll put a link to that podcast as well. Speaking on black restaurants, there, there's, there's a couple of groups out there, um, even in the beverage industry, right? Wisconsin has no black-owned breweries, black-owned distilleries, or black-owned wineries. But they're around the country. I recently shared a post from a group called the Hue Society, which is a group of for blacks to who love wine, right? They shared a uh, list of black-owned wineries to support, and I shared that. How can we get some of those wineries here, those wines into our restaurants and our stores to support? I also shared a list of beers. 
Because people are like, why should I go support a black-owned winery? It's the same reason the power of seeing Venus Williams and Serena Williams wins, win the Wimbledon. Representation matters. So if a young girl sees Venus, now they know they can be a tennis player. They have other aspirations. It's a powerful image to see someone look like you in a space they are no norm, not normally in. It's very powerful. It's inspiring. And that helps us all. Let me put it this way. I just wanted to... Um, Here's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Pretend the country is a body, right? The human body, right? So let's say you get in an accident, you hurt your knee. The rest of your body is fine, yeah. right? You can think fine, your arms, your left and right hands, you can write, but you have a bum knee. You, your whole body is affected by that one bum knee. Let's say, well, I take some painkillers. Let me put a little little painkiller, a little, little cream on the surface of that knee, then I can walk fine for a few hours. But you're not under, fixing the underlying problem that bum knee. Let's say you keep ignoring it and do the same thing, put a, take some pills, put some cream on it. Eventually, you trip. It makes the leg even worse. And you're like, dude, this is painful. You're still taking pain medicine. I need a brace. Put a brace on. But you still don't go to the doctor, get that checked on. Your rest of your body is still fine, but the leg is getting worse and worse. And you're still walking on a leg. You're limping. You're not as fast as you want to. You can't think straight because the pain is bothering you. So it affects your mind, which was fine, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the pain in your leg. You can't keep taking medicine. You're not, you're not going to the doctor to take the underline and actually get under the skin, get under the bones, the meat to fix the problem. You keep ignoring that. You get a cut, slash. You put a band-aid on that slash. It gets infected. Then infection spreads to all over your body. You end up in the hospital, potentially dead. That is the same one thing that's happening. That knee is black America, right? And if you don't, because you can, people can live in a place where they're not affected, seeing the headlines and say, that's not me. That will never, I don't have to deal with that. You will have to deal with that. You are dealing with that. You can't be whole by ignoring one part. And that's kind of where I've been thinking. I wanted people to think of it that way, not to ignore it, not to say that's, that's their problem, that's not my problem. It's an American problem. It's been an American problem since its inception of this country. Right. So, and on that note, I know that, got away from the whole food and all that. I just want to take time to say that. Um, and I want to kind of close out. And normally we have a cookbook a week. You don't have a cookbook. I don't technically have a cookbook, but I do have a book for everybody out there. Michael Twitty, a food historian, um, amazing black man, Jewish man, um, smart, intellectual. First, he has a great podcast, a great piece call America in seven pieces definitely check out he wrote it uh yesterday but he also wrote a book called cooking gene which is my pick of the week um basically the the cooking gene is a, a book about southern food and how integral it is to American culinary tradition and the question he tries to answer who owns this food um and talks about the struggles over race through this lens it's a memoir. It's a look at history. He like takes a look at 
tracing the roots of his own family and the charged politics surrounding origin of soul food, barbecue, and all Southern cuisine. And it's a highly recommended book for those who love the cuisine, but doesn't take time to care about the issues of, of the people who created that cuisine. Highly recommend that book. And if you want to also check out, check out his blog, really great blog talks about all types of issues. He's the one, um, got noted for calling out Paula Dean. Yeah. The blog's called Afro Culinaria. We'll post a link to the book and the blog as well. So I guess I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, I want to say something from, um, from the perspective of, um, of a white woman, um, to any, uh, you know, and I, I know other white people that will say and are saying this, as you said, this doesn't affect me. What does this have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. Um, it is a human problem. It is a global problem. It is systemic in our society. And um, so for anyone to turn a blind eye to it is... Um, denying what is right in front of their faces so i can't speak for all white people but we have to do better um i have to do better that's the reality three thank you for your words and um i think that's really about it i just want to close with some words from michael twitty's latest article addresses a lot of these issues again really check out his blog afro culinaria and you can find this story i just want to quote some of it i'm gonna i'm gonna edit some of it out because it's curse words but if this is what he says near the end of this piece if you kill me you kill the entire world you will kill your entire history you will kill your adam and your eve and your cain and your abel and everyone who roam eating. You kill generations. You kill the world's oldest DNA. You kill the makers of American food. You kill the creators of your soundtrack. I can go on and on, but just understand this affects us all. If you ignore this problem because it doesn't affect you, it will affect you. Oh, yeah. So, again, and big shouts out to the local restaurants who are taking a stand out there. Uh, we are watching. We appreciate it. And that's really all. I know this is not a typical This Bites podcast. And you might, some of you might go like, why they're doing this? And that's fine. That's your right. But it's also my right to really express how I feel as well and how Anne feels. So yeah. thank you again for tuning in to This Bites. This Bites is edited by... Kenny Perez, handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Listen on NPR, Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. Be safe there, Ann. You too. You too, Tariq. Take care. <laughs>